Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Happy Mama Movement with me, Amy Taylor-Cabaz. Mama to three, author and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. Over my nine years of mamahood, I have come to realise that the single biggest lesson in all of this is our relationship with ourself. Not our kids, our partners or our besties, but ourself. So how do we do that while raising our families in this crazy modern world? Here, I share some of my thoughts and insights. Welcome, beautiful mamas. Welcome to the first solo episode of 2018. I had the most amazing reaction to the podcast last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, the interview with Justin Coulson, the author, father of six, and positive parenting expert has been so popular. I can't tell you how many emails and messages I've had of women crying along with Justin and I as as she listened to the episode. If you haven't listened to it already, please go back and have a listen. It's a beautiful reminder of just how important what you are doing really is. And what is the most important part of this journey as a parent? It isn't how clean the house is or how quickly you get to school on time. It isn't what you cook or what you do. It is that beautiful connection that you have with your children. And it's easy to hear that and it's easy to say that, but it's so not easy to remember that. I know in my own life, again, I've had to be reminded of what is most important right now. It isn't my work and it isn't what I do around the house, but it is my connection with my family. It is my health. It is showing up and being present. It is remembering the big picture. And the big picture does not include my clean floor. So today, for our first solo episode of the year, I wanted to talk about the resistance we have in doing those things that we know we need to, to feel better. This is something that I have questioned in my own life so much over the years. If I know things like eating well, going to bed on time, meditating in the morning, writing in my journal, if I know those things make me feel so much better all of the time, 100% success rate in getting me out of a bad mood and out of a bad space and into a place that I want to be, then why don't I do it every single time? 
when I can see the negative mindset or the grumpy mood or the overwhelm approaching me like a big wave about to come and wash over me and dump me under the ocean, why don't I stop right there and do something about it? Now, I'm being totally honest in this moment because I want to say perhaps 95% of the time I do pause and I do do the right things and I do do the things that I know can help me get back into a positive place. But there are 5% of the time that I do not. Now, that percentage is much better than it used to be, but there's still days where I allow myself to be dumped by that big wave. I allow myself to get into a place where The world just feels too hard and I just almost wallow in that negative space. And this fascinates me as a journalist and as a coach. It just fascinates me. Why as human beings do we allow ourselves to get into a space that feels so horrible? If we know doing those things are going to set us on a path of feeling bad about ourselves or being grumpy or feeling overwhelmed, then why do we do it? And I'm sure you could go off and do a PhD to find the answer to this question. But here's what I've thought so far. It is so much easier for us to stay in our current state than to change. And that is because of the momentum we have around something. If we catch that negative space really early and really quickly, it's easier to turn it around. One of the beautiful teachings I've heard on this is by Abraham Hicks, and they say it's like a train going in the wrong direction. If you catch it very early on, you can stop that train and turn it the other way. But if you let the momentum build, if you let it get faster and faster, and you ignore it going the wrong way for a little bit, you can't just stop it. There's so much momentum in that train now that it's really hard to stop it and turn it around. You have to almost slow it down a lot first to be able to swing it around the other way. That visualization has really helped me understand that sometimes when I am just rushing through my day or letting things get on top of me that I'm not even aware that the train has started on the wrong tracks. I'm not even consciously aware that I'm building momentum in the wrong direction. And so once I'm already well down those tracks, it's very difficult to stop it and turn it around. It's very difficult to remember oh, hang on a moment, I just need to go and do a meditation. I just need to get out into the sun. I need to go and move my body to feel better. I used to think it was a willpower thing, and I used to almost think it was like I wanted to be a martyr. Why am I letting myself wallow in this negative space? But the more I've looked into this, and this is what I really want you to hear today, The more I've looked into this, the more I understand that it's not necessarily about willpower or the fact that we like to feel negative and get stuck in that space. It's about the momentum. It's about the momentum. If we're unaware that we've started down the wrong path, then sometimes 
we don't actually become aware of it until we are full steam ahead heading towards negative land. We're already feeling that surge of anger through our body. We're already hearing the very loud negative voice in our head. And so to stop the train then and turn it around, that's a huge task. I really wanted to share that because in my own world, it's helped me be kinder to myself on the negative days. On those days where I really feel like it's all just too much and I can't seem to shift the energy within, I think of it as if I'm on the wrong train. I think of it as if the momentum has become so strong that it's very difficult for me to pause it and turn it around. And so what do we do on those days? Two things I want to share with you today. One is, of course, once we give ourselves kindness and understanding that we've just unconsciously got on the wrong path, we look at how we can slow the momentum down. Not necessarily turn it around, sit down with our journal, or meditate into a blissful state. If you can do that, that's great. That means the momentum's not too strong. But if the idea of doing those things is just, yeah, right, as if that's going to help right now, if that negative voice is so loud, then the momentum is too strong. So what can you do to slowly put on the brakes? Think of the metaphor of the train. What can you do to slowly bring that train to a stop? Just little things. Even a drink of water with a big breath and really feeling your body slows the train. Dancing and loud music is one of the best ways to slow the train in my life. So is sunshine and moving. Sometimes I find the simple act of walking to the school gates in the sunshine and moving my body from my home to the school is all I need to begin to slow that train. I may be at home the whole day feeling overwhelmed and stuck and unsure of how I can get through this. And then the need for me to move to go and get my kids from school begins the shift in energy. So think about the things, the small things that you can do when those momentum is really building. How can you put the brakes on? How can you just start to slowly change the momentum. And the second thing I really want to share is also from the teachings of Abraham Hicks. And this has been life-changing. The momentum of your day is completely reset when you sleep. Have you ever noticed that? When you have a really terrible day or everything feels so overwhelming and exhausting, and you finally fall asleep, almost giving up on the day and where it has gone. And if you're lucky, you get a good night's sleep or no one wakes you up. And you wake up the next morning and it just feels like a completely different life. You don't even remember or you can't even recognize why things were so overwhelming yesterday. And suddenly you feel so much more capable it's not just the sleep that you've had physically, but it's also the understanding. And this is what I'd love you to hear. 
that sleep stops the momentum. It's a beautiful analogy if you can picture that every morning you get on a new train. <laughs> every morning you start a new journey. Every morning is a new beginning. And the way that this has really helped me is some days when it's a really tough day and I can't seem to shift that momentum and no matter what that negative space is still there, I remind myself, just go to sleep, Amy, and start again tomorrow. Tomorrow will be new. Tomorrow will be different. Tomorrow you start a new momentum. Now here's the tip. You have to be careful not to wake up and start back on that negative train again. Remembering it's a choice. First thing in the morning, we choose what train we get on for the day. So wake up the next morning knowing this is a new chance, a new journey. Do something important straight away to get you on the right train, whether it's a stretch of your body, breathing exercises, a beautiful cup of tea as you watch the sunrise out the window. Do something to begin the right momentum. Get on the right train for the day. And if it does get overwhelming again, trust and know that each day you can start anew. I hope that really helps, mummers. It's really helped me on those days where I used to get really hard on myself. I know what to do to get myself out of this negative space. Why don't I just do it? It's really helped me with that thought. And may we all have the best momentum each day. Much love, Satnam. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. To make sure you never miss an insight, please subscribe to this podcast and also pop on over to see the latest issue of the Happy Mama magazine at www.happymama.com.au. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.